Welcome to the War and Beast cast, the cast that is like my truck not monkey fan fiction come to life. I'm Greg. I'm Jordan. And I'm Kendall. And we're back, folks, and we are reviewing the last season of War for Cybertron Kingdom. It's going to be interesting. I'm the only one, once again, who binged the entire thing, <laughs> so I have to wait until the end, but we will get through it together. So, uh, so I have a Kendall Reads IMDb. Um, <laughs> so, uh, two people found this review helpful. Eight people did not. Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> the top review on IMDb, seven out of ten. Seven out of ten, actually. Wow. That's not bad. It's actually not that bad. <laughs> but it's, but it's, uh, headline says, bad, am- bad animation. The primals and maximals look really bad. Future Megatron has a T-Rex head for an arm. Optimus needs to stop whining a bit and be a man. Have they have they watched any Transformers before that? <laughs> yeah, I mean. yeah, yeah. I, I really like I really like yes. Future Future Megatron has a T-Rex head for an arm. Is that a that's How is that I, I a like, bad I'm thing? Like, yeah, that's I, just that is an objective <laughs> observation. You did not say whether that was a good thing or a bad thing. Is that why he gave it a seven? Because <laughs> I mean, it's a good reason for a seven. <laughs> oh my! I, I will say, I will say that um, there were some moments where I wasn't totally sold on the character designs of the of the Beast Wars characters, but um, but uh, I or or that the animation I didn't think looked the greatest in the episode. Um, but we'll uh. We'll, we'll, we'll get there. I think by the end of the episode, I was on board. Oh, we'll get there. Yes. <laughs> Which we really don't get. <laughs> anyway, I'll say I'll, I'll, I'll wait. I can wait. Anyway, Jordan, did you have any info? A little bit. Yeah. Um, I went back to the main page about the things in general just to see if there was anything new. Mm-hmm. Uh, there wasn't actually an interesting thing where it mentions that uh, upon the initial release in the United States, the whole trilogy was given a TVY7 designation, despite the fact that it's a rather dark tuned violence. I was going to say. And brief use of course language in the first episode. And yeah. presumably due to those uh, criteria, the series was has been re-rated to TV14, but that's for Siege alone. Uh <laughs> 
Due to the separation seasons and separation listings, Earthrise and Kingdom keep the TVY7 rating. Mm. Mm. Interesting. <laughs> but there was also, like, um, let me see here. There was some continuity notes. There was some, <laughs> they mentioned some errors and, and references. Um, there's, I'm not going to go over all of them just because, uh, but it was pointed out that some of the conversations that were made between characters, specifically between uh, Predacon, Megatron, and Megatron, uh, were, like, leaked as, like, coded messages or, like, intercepted messages on the website, uh, webpage ahead of time. Oh. So there was, like, that going on that uh, people might have known. Um, let me see here. What was there was another rather interesting one that I can't <laughs> hold on. Oh, uh, Optimus Prime also got to see the same images that Teledron processed in Earth in Earthrise episode six, and yes. it's a completely unobstructed view. And it reminds it just reminds us that it, they were all uh, recreations of moments from the Transformers cartoon, but using War from Cybertron trilogy models and stuff. Yes. Like yeah, yeah. Oh um. I did want to add a piece of trivia. The opening sequence to the series begins with Bumblebee and Wheeljack. These are the same two characters that open up the original Transformers cartoon in the first episode, More Than Meets the Eye, Part 1. Oh my gosh, I'm so glad that we got that. <laughs> um, Somebody's going to review this podcast somewhere, and they're going to say, Greg sounds so defeated this season. <laughs> so um, there are... There's two continuity errors that I thought was kind of interesting. That um, they point out that Megatron lacks the bandage and its respective wound from Earthrise Episode Four. I noticed that. Yeah, so he appears pretty much with uh, with it completely gone, and like, it, and so they're like maybe it healed or anything. Mm. Uh, but also, Predacon uh, Megatron claims he decrypted a few minutes of the Golden Disk. Despite only Cybertronian units of time being used in the show previously and after. Oh, yeah. That's right. He does (laughs) refer to it as minutes. (laughs) Son of a gun. Um, Well, yeah, because it's the golden disc from the Voyager, so it would be in minutes because it was made by humans. Mm. Yeah, but then then there's later times when they refer to cycles and other things. So I I guess... I guess when they refer when they're talking about human relics, they do use minutes. Well, it's like you know, it's like uh, it's it's like if you're like talking, like sometimes you say, uh, I, I I don't know, sometimes you say inches and sometimes you say meters, like you know, it's just you mix up your units of time of measurement. <laughs> okay, so is minutes the metric of time? Is I it the metric of time. No, I think it's the king's king standard time. Yeah. Time okay. For, it's not based on a yeah. I, I think cycles would be the metric. Okay. Yeah, I think I think Earth. It's like Earth is as usual the one that's trying to force everyone to follow their 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 way of thinking. Oh, true enough. True enough. Um, as for references, it mentions that Optimus Prime got a gash in his side lower torso, much like in Transformers movie, albeit on the opposite side. Hmm. Yes. Uh, Rhinox dropped the the uh, name Axelon, which, as if for those who remember, was the name of the ship from the '90s cartoon. It's the name of our Facebook thread conversation, our messenger thread on yeah. Facebook. <laughs> yes, for, it is. Forever. I, I thought that was I thought that was really a nice a nice moment. And they and they talk about the Nemesis too. Yeah. Which is which is the which is may or may not be the. 
or no, no, the dark side is the name of the of the Predacon ship. The Nemesis yeah. is something though, right? Yeah, they they yeah, that's, go that's, after yeah. That's G one Megatron's ship. Okay. Um, I like how someone mentioned that Predacon pets his Tyrannosaurus Rex head hand, much like he did in Beast Wars. Yes. And Starscream calls himself Air Commander, um, like his function on his original toy, which is also coincidentally what he kind of what he repeatedly referenced as his rank during the, his appearance in the Beast Wars cartoon when he showed up. Also very true. Um, as they also pointed out, like, real-world references where uh, in a moment, like, we're at the very beginning when you see Gal- basically the little f- flashback or premonition or whatever with Galvatron, that which we'll get to, you <laughs> can't see a supposedly NASA Voyager-like space probe uh, floating in the background. Oh, like it's not it's not specifically like de- delineated or, or detailed as NASA Voyager, mm-hmm. but it's a spacecraft that basically looks like it enough to 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 infer it. Oh, that's going to make me want to try and find it now. That's going to be like the fine primal's head sort of deal. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, someone pointed out that the uh, when when the Predacon Megatron met with the Decepticons for the first time. They did the puddle of shaking water sequence as as uh, as like kind of like they did in uh, Jurassic Parks. Yes. You know, with the T-Rex's first appearance. And uh, they mentioned rich. I, I like this. Returning to animation after two decades, Air Razors picked up a new way to fly, both propelling and later defending herself with circular repulsors uh, on her feet and palms. This trick almost certainly borrowed from one Anthony Stark. Yes. I did notice that as well. Um, and then that's that's most of the uh, sub like trivia is just like nice little things about the the uh, intricacies, like how Astro Train and Laser Breed got to speak for the first time. Uh, well, except you know, it's more squawks, but still by uh, Frank uh, Todaro, who also uh, voiced fellow Cassette Ravage. Mm-hmm. Um, the it mentions that the subtitles and credits differentiate between Beast and Generation Megatron by identifying the former as Predacon Megatron. Yes, I did notice that. Um, and it says here that Predacon says Megatron is his descendant, and while the Decepticons are collectively depicted as the ancestors of Predacons, this statement, like a similar one made by the original Optimus Primal in the episode Spark War Part 2, The Search of Beast Machines, seems to imply a deeper relationship between the two Megatrons. Mm-hmm. You know, more than just, like, yeah. these are our ancient ancestors. Uh, and then it mentions there was a scrapped line exchange between Megatron, between the Megatron would, uh, would refer to a Cybertron without the Spark as the Dark Ages and had Predacon Megatron say a D- David Key-esque precisely yes. Whether by a coincidence or not, Megatron said this word certain towards the end of Savage Landing Part 1. Hmm. <laughs> Very specific. These are people, yeah. these people yeah. have... A, uh, I don't want to say they have too much time on their hands, because, like, I mean, you know, we're doing this podcast, but they have an eye for detail. I was about yeah. to say, how many hours have we talked about, you know, Transformers? <laughs> I, my wife was like, my wife was like, we're in Beast. Isn't that the podcast that you, you guys used to do for, like, four hours <laughs> i said yeah we're not we don't do it's not four hours anymore uh, we try and keep it to two 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty much it. Okay. Well, with that being said, since we don't want to keep Kendall's wife thinking that we're keeping him for four hours, <laughs> we should get into, this, get into this episode proper. So, opening up this episode, uh, after we get our Netflix original anime series, of course, it's... Imme- we we pick up immediately from the end of Earthrise. Uh, we've got the nemesis that is crashing towards Earth. Megatron is holding the spark in his hand. It's absolute chaos on the ship. And so is that remind me? Is that the is that the all spark that he has, or is it the or is that the Matrix, Matrix of Leadership? That's that's the Matrix. Okay. Because yeah. remember, they're looking for the all spark. Yeah, I yeah, I I mean, I knew that Optimus was. I just didn't know if if he was looking for it on Megatron's chest. <laughs> no, no, no. Although he, you know, he could have ripped out more than just the Matrix when he did that, but yeah, yeah. Oh well. But yes. Uh, so we cut from the chaos on the ship to another form of chaos because we then see Galvatron as he is getting pulled back into his reality by, and we get a vo- a pretty good Unicron. I'm not sure who voiced Unicron here, but. We, we get a, a flashback to last season where Galvatron is, you know, showing the golden disc to Megatron, who looks on curiously before it fades away as Galvatron screams and is plucked out of existence, so to speak. Did I did find I don't know if they were trying to do like if they were trying to do an 80s aesthetic with this particular scene, but I found it really fuzzy. I'm assuming it's because they were trying to do like some sort of an 80 CRT sort of effect to it, but it just it seemed really grainy to me. <laughs> That's so yeah. funny that you say that because I'm like super neurotic. I, I watched it on my projector and I'm super neurotic about like I I, I notice every little thing like that on the projector, mm-hmm. thinking that it's the projector like not being pretty enough, mm-hmm. y- you know, because it's technically not HD and 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 stuff and I got for those for those listening uh, I I recently purchased a a projector so I can watch movies projected onto a sheet and it's a, it's it's made my life worth living um <laughs> but uh but but I I I did notice I did notice that Oh, that, were you thinking that there was something wrong with your projector? Well, yeah, you well just 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 like or or just that it was like a quirk of of it that like it was I was projecting it to too large and the and like the feed was bad or something but that i am so glad that you said that you noticed that because yeah maybe that's what they were going for yeah i i watched this um i've got a i've got a 55 inch tv that i watched this on and i immediately noticed the graininess of it i'm like did something happen with my internet or, or so i wrote i we rewound the episode started playing it again made sure everything was fine and no it's it's just the way that they did it i guess i i guess I they were trying to cap some sort of yeah maybe cap yeah maybe try and capture that that uh that element yeah. uh unicron yeah <laughs> um unicron, also i was i was gonna make the joke that unicron should be voiced by maurice lamarche Oh, oh God, that would be so great if they did. Um, I did oh. look it up, by the way. Uh, I found the person who voiced uh, Unicron is a named Jonathan Lipow, and he's been in a few movies, but he's really known for a lot of voice work, like but okay. as extras. 
he's he did like a couple of voice extras in Star Wars: The Bad Batch and Re- and Resistance. Um, wait, is it Resistance or Re- yeah, Resistance? Yeah, it's Resistance. But, but he also has done just a lot of random video game characters and uh, like additional voices in video games. So okay. he might be one of those people where like you hear him and you're like, I know that voice. But you probably don't remember where it is because he was not a main main character. He yeah. was just like a random guard or uh, or a goblin or something in a video game. Yeah. No, I thought I thought that they did a really good job with Unicron. Um, yeah. We do get a a bit of a. It's almost like a almost like a, a like a Thanos line because we get Unicron saying, "I am as inevitable as destiny," which. Is, to me, is very. It's like almost like a I am inevitable sort of thing from Thanos. But we we get a big shot of big planet Unicron gazing at Galvatron as we get some sinister music, and then Galvatron is like he gets hurled away, which doesn't quite make sense to me. But I think it was just for some reason the camera was zooming away. Yeah, but then we cut back to Megatron. The ship has survived its crash landing. Uh, Megatron's still holding the uh, the Matrix as it whirs in his hand. He looks on at it ominously, and then we get our first season's credits. We see two colorful lines crashing into the planet below, and we've got the arc in a volcano. We've got the Nemesis crash into the into the ground, and we get yeah, we see some continents that we recognize, and one of the last things that we see is a T Rex head before we get the the logo for the show. So interesting foreshadowing. So from the credits here, we get a unconscious Optimus Prime who almost looks dead, but then magically comes back to life as his eyes start to glow. He's obviously in pain. The arc is not in a great deal of shape as we see that he is wounded. And uh, it seems like the other Autobots are already awake and they're trying to assess the situation. (laughs) We get Rashid who says, well, we're alive, so that's something. As the uh, the others try and get their bearings, uh, the ship is pretty much not, I don't want to say scrap, but, you know, there, there's definitely some problems. It's, it's stuck in the in the mountain. Yeah. I do like how Ironhide is like, at least we've got a great view, and you look out the viewpoint, and it's just a giant rock wall. Yeah. <laughs> they describe the mountain as... Oh, um, yes. That's rock and melted rock. Yeah. <laughs> something like he's, that. He's yeah. like, it's an unstable rock and unstable molten rock. And he's like, well, how unstable? Oh, really unstable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> liked it. I liked yeah. it. Wheeljack almost seems kind of excited with that prospect. Yeah. <laughs> it seemed a little he's weird, like, but. He's like, oh, massively. <laughs> he's like, run one, one wrong move. And, <laughs> and I'm just going to say, this is the first, but like. Throughout the whole, the whole, uh, this whole episode, I was like, I was like, that's that thing, and that's that thing, and that's that <laughs> thing, and that's that thing, and so it's like, this is like when the cra- the the thing is in the in the thing, like in Beast Wars, the, the, where they were, because the because the main ship was in the was in the mountain with the lava and stuff, yeah. the yeah, about whatever the dark side was. But no, the, the arc no, was all the arc. The arc was in in a volcano in Beast Wars too. Right, yeah. right, yeah, yeah. As the arc was in a volcano. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, like, yeah. and it and it is like it's like I forget which volcano it is in the G one, but it's they, like a real. It's based off 
of something in Oregon, but they give it a fake name. But it is okay. based off a based off an actual mountain in in Oregon. Yeah, I'm blanking on the name of that mountain yeah. too. But yeah, you're right. I'm pretty sure it was based off of a mountain in Oregon. But yeah, we've got uh, Wheeljack who who's picking up something odd, and Teletran is, you know, sputtering, talking about defense systems as the others are are looking on. Well. <laughs> He has no ears, but he's putting his head towards the <laughs> yeah. screens to try and hear. And it's kind of funny because they mention that Teletrine is mumbling. Yes. Which, it's a computer AI, and it's just kind of weird that it's not, you know, that's like, it's, I don't know, it's like, I guess they don't really expect, hey, wait, why is our computer AI acting like it, it's, it's having trouble understanding something or, or talking to itself? Yeah. Yeah, it does seem a little weird. Uh, perhaps maybe foreshadowing something in the future. Maybe. But, but uh, we we got to Ratchet, who's working on Mirage as tr- as Prime is sort of trying to, you know, gather everything together and see what they need to do. Prime is pretty much of the mind that because since they were able to survive the crash, more than likely Megatron has as well, which does make sense. Yeah. Um, as uh, they're talking, Prime wants Wheeljack to focus on trying to get the long-range sensors up so that they can locate the Allspark. Okay, so I think I was right. Well, I was yes. right, but I didn't say it out loud, which makes me annoyed. So, <laughs> so in, well, you did um, now, so you should be less annoyed. G- yeah, but like I could have been like, it was in G one. It's Mount Saint Hillary, yeah. uh, ah. but it's it's based on Mount Saint Helens in Washington. Ah, ah okay. My mistake. <laughs> no, it's no, it's, it's a, no, I, you were, you thought of it off the top of your head. I was just, I was questioning. Yeah. I was questioning that. I knew Mount St. I knew it was Mount St. Helens. I freaking knew it. Like there but was I like a reference to it. that name. Yeah. 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 That it was a reference to that name. Yeah. Didn't I say, I, did I say Washington and you said, or I, I, don't know. I said Oregon. No. That's, yeah. That's Jordan said Oregon, but you I also thought it. Washington. Yeah. <sighs> see, so you, I need so to he, say what I'm thinking more. <laughs> See, you, you would have won the you would have won the no prize there, Kendall. <laughs> yeah. uh, see, I'm a real Transformers fan. Yeah. <laughs> so we we get Wheeljack who immediately goes over to a, a panel on the floor that sort of you know slides open and he starts looking down. We've got Bumblebee, RC, and Hound who one of the the screens lights up and we see a. What we assume is maybe a native life form from the planets in the form of a cheetah. That's <laughs> sort of looking on as as the others are like, well, that's weird. And Wheeljack's trying to, to fix the monitor because it goes to static. Then we when it comes back in, the cheetah has turned around and is starting to walk away. So I like I was like, well, where's it going? Like, like they are very interested in where this 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 random animal that's watching them is suddenly going. Yes, I know they're on high alert, but that just seems I mean, weird. I mean, I don't know. Like, what would you what would you do if you saw a random robot? Yeah. Like, and then and then have it walk away because it's because it's not. You got to understand that like they think they're like it's one of these weird organic planets. Oh that yeah, on. yeah. They do. You, you, you know, like that. like they don't even. It's a it's a completely different type of life form that they don't understand. Oh man, and they freaking and it's a, like it's like it's just like the pilot episode of of Transformers when you see the all the different actual animals that they base their models off of, but that's not what this is. 
Because then we see, because then like almost right away we see we see the rat, right? Yep. Yeah. We get a rat who's chewing at some wires, and Wheeljack freaks out, wondering what the hell's going on. And as he freaks out, it sounds like the rat sort of yelps, which yeah, rats don't do that. And then we we get because Wheeljack was trying to fix the visual display, so that's why he was checking the wires to begin with. And then all of a sudden we get a rhino who charges into the ship. A gigantic rhino. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and so Hound manages to sort of go toe to toe with this rhino, then transforms into a jeep, and it's like jeep versus rhino. And then we get a yeah. white tiger that jumps I, on Ironhide. I didn't think it made sense until I saw that the jeep was actually pushing it back. Yes, and yeah. I, so this was an interesting moment because, like historically, like scale wise, aren't all the G1 Transformers supposed to be really, really big, and then the mm-hmm. Beast Wars characters are supposed to be smaller. This yep. sort of this sort of establishes yeah. them as uh, relatively similar in size, but uh, apparently the Rhinox is a very large rhino. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We we definitely do see some size differences similar to the scale that we saw with the original series, but there's definitely some some growing that's going on. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. I loved that. I loved that moment. Yeah. Rhinox. <laughs> Still haven't been able to track down a Rhinox. Oh, I, uh, I have one. I have one. A uh, quick review. Uh, not a fan. Um, uh, it was the hardest one to transform of all of the figures that I've, that I've gotten so far. But um, did you, did you do the test? Yes. Or what? <laughs> wait. So, well, I got him to, I got Optimus to ride him. Yes, that was the um, test. Yeah, I got Optimus to ride him. Yeah, uh, and then I did some stuff with uh, Rat Trap, but he was very, it was very tenuous and ended up falling down. Um, but but no, it it uh, like it took me forever to 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 get him transformed to Beast Mode, and then I was just like afraid to move him back, mm-hmm. and like the pieces uh, were popping off like crazy, and yeah, just not. Oh man, yeah, I. I it was a little bit of a bummer, but, uh, but, um, yeah. but, but I mean, but still, at least he's a Rhinox. That's true. Yeah. I mean, all of them, I thought the transform, all of them, I thought the transforming is just like a little bit too complicated. Yeah. But, you know, I'm just, a, maybe I'm just a dumb old man and I'm not playing no. with him for 10 hours a day. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, so, cause I have the option of pre-ordering one of those Rhinoxes at my local comma shop, and I haven't done it yet. And they also have one of the, <laughs> even though they don't appear in this series, there's a Kingdom Rodimus Prime that I'm kind of interested in getting. But anyway, anyway, I'm getting. Maybe off I should track. buy that when they. Maybe I should buy that Rhinox when they redo the, when they re-release the old models. Oh, but they're doing the classic idea. ones coming out. Maybe I should get the Rhinox. They I was going to cut myself off, but I'm I'm just I'm just like a little bit disappointed with that Rhinox. I saw but, somebody selling a bunch of old Beast Wars toys on the weekend, but they never responded when I messaged them. Uh, I'm so sad. They had Transmetal Megatron. Ooh. Oh, nice. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a good figure. I feel like the Transmetal figures were um were were like better about um some of the like having you know not having the issue of like the pieces popping off and yeah losing little bits and pieces so especially with the older stuff yeah the transmetal megatron and the transmetal cheetor yeah 
I only have like a Transmetal 2 uh, Dinobot, so it's a little weird, but it's it's still pretty solid. <laughs> okay. Non-canon. <laughs> but yes, so getting back to the episode at hand, we've got a... So awesome! <laughs> we've, we've got a white tiger that's attacking RC, and then the cheater pops in, and he's like, oh, what's going on? And there's like this cloaking field that Mirage is barely managing to hold together as the cheetah is like, sniffs something in the air... And then Bumblebee runs out and smacks it out of the air. Yeah, because it says it's not working, and and yeah. the cheetah does jump at them. Yeah. And then we get Optimus, who manages to to use his gun to shoot some of the animals to try and, you know, get them off of his comrades. But then a big old gorilla jumps at his face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and manages to smack him in the side as the gorilla roars, and then... Optimus knocks him over, and as he flies through the air, he suddenly transforms. And we've got, you know, we've got a, a monkey bot with two swords versus a, a truck bot with a big old axe. We were sort of facing off, and it's like, hmm. Optimus <laughs> is like, I thought I was the only one. And Optimus <laughs> Primal is like, this is what it's like when doves cry. <laughs> actually, actually, this moment was kind of the moment where I thought the animation w- didn't look... Uh, I, it didn't, it didn't quite work for me. This kind of this, some of the, and then, and then everybody else transforms here, uh, pretty much right away. And there were, there was something just a little bit off about it. I don't know if it's just because I have those old character models ingrained Mm -hmm. so heavily and they're just a little, some of the stuff, there's just some little changes. Yeah. There's Um, definitely some, some slight variation. I'll say I've watched the episode twice, and at the moment, it's it's like I'm warming up to it, but it still feels off hearing different voices for the beast bots. Yes. I mean, I'm tr- like logically in my mind is like, well, yes, of course they didn't get like I know they didn't get the same actors, and I'm not expecting mm-hmm. it, but some of them just feel it just feels odd. I'm like, uh, it's just you know you just haven't heard them say a lot of stuff yet. Yeah, some of them were better than others, and some of yeah. their delivery was was just like in this scene in particular. I felt like Optimus uh, Primal's uh, delivery was not was just like kind of bad at bad reads. Like they could have used a better read on the yes. on a couple of the lines. I completely and agree. I I could have pulled the uh, pulled the audio clips. Uh, but then I was like, I don't want to pull the, I don't want to search <laughs> through the episode to find bad examples of bad acting. Like that seems a little, yeah, that seems a, a little, little too mean. mean. Um, yeah. And and just uh, like I did, I did like I'm I'm just I'm like on board with what they're doing. Like if it's yeah. it doesn't have to to me it, it it the furthest thing from it it needing to be perfect. Like I'm just so happy that that they're that they're doing this and. Uh, well, I'll, I'll tell you when, but there's a point in the episode where where the voice at, where the voice casts completely clicked for me. Okay, I I I have those same reservations as you. I very much so. I felt that there was a lot of bad line reading with with the beast cast. It it and you know definitely to me the the change in voice actor. We we've like we've talked so long about you know, the voice actors and the characters from, from the previous series and having a different, it, it's, it's okay. It's okay to have a different take. 
it as long as it's sort of in the spirit of the character, like I don't uh-huh. expect them to do like an, an imitation or anything along those lines, but I just felt sometimes like the voice acting was, was too off for the characters that we, mm-hmm. that we've kind to expect. But. So, so I think where I'm at is, and I mean, we didn't get that much time with, with the characters, but, and I'll, and I'll tell you in when I like episode, for most yeah. of them, mm-hmm. but in this scene, in this scene in particular, I felt like rat trap, didn't sound anything like himself. Yeah. That threw me off. Um, I felt like Tigatron, I could see where they got there, but I didn't quite understand why they made it. He's like kind of a, a like a higher pitched yes. uh, voice. And, yep. and, uh, and, and so it's like, it, it actually was with Tigatron. I felt like his, like that actor's delivery was fine. Mm-hmm. But he maybe wasn't the best wasn't the best choice if you're trying to emulate the old characters. Yep. Optimus, uh, who we see more of throughout the episode, in this scene he did not his his acting was bad. But he yeah. has several scenes later in the episode that I think are better, and he sounds like because part of the issue that I had with with uh, with Rat Trap and Tigatron is they still sound like people doing cartoon voices. Yeah. So it's like, if you're going to do cartoon voices, then at least try to kind of emulate the originals. Um, but like, but the guy that's doing Optimus is kind of just speaking like a person. That's true. Um, and, and I think that that actually, um, that, 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 that works, you know, when he delivers his lines. Well, also they don't do, like all of the other, all of the robot robot characters, all of the G1 characters, they have like effects on their voices. Yes. And I feel like they don't have, they have almost no effects on the voices of the, of the Beast Wars characters. And that kind of makes some of their, some of their reads be, sound a little bit dead. Like some of their lines sound a little bit dead. Yes. Um, Which, I, I mean, I, I understand why they probably did that thinking, you know, they're more organic, but I don't think they actually like took a, a real close listen to why what it sounded yeah. like doing that. Well, and it's also yeah. like maybe maybe everybody's been acting poorly this whole time. It's mm-hmm. just that when you have like effects on your voice, it sometimes it hides a it hides a, a little bit of bad acting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like auto tune because you're <laughs> yeah be, yeah because well because they're they're trying to sound like a robot. <laughs> And so it, and, and, and sounding like a robot and bad acting is a similar thing. Although there have been bad, there have been bad acting. There's been good acting and bad acting throughout the whole series. So. You know what? I have, I have to make a note to myself because I think I have an episode title for this. <laughs> uh, where's my notepad? notepad. <laughs> Would somebody auto tune that damn monkey? <laughs> there we go. There, episode titles found. Yeah, but yes. So, get getting back into we have a, a bit of a a back and forth between Prime and well, we haven't identified this character, but we all know who it is. It's Primal. It's Optimus Primal. Uh, the make the the Primal makes a comment. We're nothing like Nemesis. To which we're all like, well, who's Nemesis? The ship. You're not like the mm-hmm. ship. Which is which is kind of really yeah you need some really good uh, clarification here because we've got Nemesis the ship we've got I mean it, I I know that remember from like the when they were in the Dead Universe they hinted at Nemesis Prime 
Yes. So, I but mean, like, you've got... We never got a name. Well, that's true, but but the fact that it, they made something that looked like it means mm-hmm. that it could... Especially with the fact that he's, like... I think it was Primal who says, we're not... He's like, we'll stop... We're not going to fall to the ne- to Nemesis's forces or something like that. Yes. So, so like, it's it's it can be taken, like, a person or a ship... And it's it's very vague, so I can understand it's just nothing but confusion. Yeah, and we we do like Primal gets the the best of Optimus, who you know he's injured also, but you know Primal's got both of his swords up towards Optimus's head, and Optimus is like, I am not. It's like I am Optimus Prime, and Primal's like, wait, what? And so Optimus is like, you know, I'm the leader of the Autobots, and then Primal is. is you know, sort of incredulous, just like, it's just that's not possible. He's like, okay, if you if you who are who you say you are, then show me the Matrix. Primal's like, <laughs> uh, crap. And Primal's like, you show know, me your prime, show me the Matrix. Like, I had a bad, just I'm having it. a bad day. <laughs> just had it, left it in my left my ID in my other pants. Yeah, I left it in my other chassis. <laughs> For for the record, I I know that I've complained about the 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 War for Cybertron figures a lot. And I mean, I actually do like them. I just have, you know, I'm a grumpy old man, so I like complaining. But uh, the I, I have no complaints about the Optimus Primal figure. Yeah, um, I've got it too, and I like it. His, it's hard uh, to transform. Like the joints are very hard on it, but so yeah, I don't mind. So I don't mind that it's physically a little bit hard to transform, especially after after I did it a couple times. Mm-hmm. But I I really like that it is intuitive how to transform him. Yes. And then once you do know what you're supposed to do, there's a lot of stuff you can do with him. Like, yeah, I I, I like I like his I like his model. I I I ended up I think his might be my favorite um, of all of them that I've that I've gotten. Yeah. I've gotten a lot of them. I've gotten Rhinox and Cheetor and uh, I was gonna say you almost have the whole set. Yeah, I have I have all of the Beast Wars characters except for Scorponok. Yeah. Um that that they've released. And I ha- I also haven't opened my Dinobot because I got depressed and put him under my bed when I bought him and then I just haven't found him again. Yeah. Uh. But I know he's there. I know he's under my <laughs> bed. I just haven't bent over cuz I'm fat. <laughs> uh yeah. We, we will be getting into Dinobot later in this series as well. Oh yeah. Oh man. There, there's there's some good stuff with Dinobot. I have I have some. Oh man, I already have some thoughts and some theories and some. Oh, I'd love this show. Did you, I'm assuming you saw a tweet that I posted on Thursday. Uh, I don't remember. Okay. I said I he said the thing. Oh, he said the thing. <laughs> that was my tweet. He said the thing. All right. When we so get there, where were we? When we get there, you'll know what I mean. Where he said the thing, but but yeah. So Ratchet sort of comes to to Prime's aid and gives Prime a little bit of a shove as he's trying to to look after Prime. We cut back to the Nemesis as we we hear some birds chirping and then we get a really big bird that lands on a branch and sort of looking at looking at the ship and then oh, there's Air Razor. Air Air Razor is the other figure that I that I really like. Um, her transform her transformation sequence is a little bit counterintuitive mm-hmm. until you figure it out, and then and then it's really easy to go back and forth. And uh, 
just does a really good job of what do you call the things where the kibble, the kibble. Yeah. Um, minimal, minimal kibble when she's in beast mode for, especially okay. for a bird. Cause yeah. everything's very exposed, but like you can see just a little bit of her arms and otherwise perfectly transformed. And yeah, it just does. It's, it's like super intuitive how to transform her one way or the other. And you can mm-hmm. do really cool stuff with the wings and, uh, yeah, highly recommend. There sucks that you guys haven't watched it because there's something <laughs> that I really want to talk about, but I can't really talk about because it happens towards the end. Well, fortunately, we'll we'll talk about that in a couple weeks. That's true. <laughs> but it, it's it's the sort of thing that I was really sub- I did not see a lot of people talking about this series on Twitter. And I was really surprised after what happened in He-Man. Oh. Like I was, I was very much expecting to 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 see a lot more people posting stuff on Twitter about this series. But no, maybe, maybe they're waiting, or wait, maybe they're being nice and trying to wait for before they start spoiling. Maybe we'll have to thank Kevin Smith for for getting all the all the bad stuff out of the way drew the attention, the ire of the people who would have been upset about things. But. I mean, I, yeah, I don't know what you're referring to later in the series, but I yeah. mean, I, and I also haven't seen uh, the, the masters of the universe the- series, but I have seen people who assume that the people that are mad is because they're bad and they're probably right. Cause I feel like anyone who's a fan of He-Man is probably toxic. I like He-Man. I, I have a friend who grew up on He-Man 2 who's, who's yeah. very, very nice. Like he's, he's like, no, no, like I mean, like he is the furthest thing I could think of from like anything toxic. I will say this. I like the new He-Man series. Just well, yeah. Know. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the other factor. Yeah. I guess I guess like there's a certain the kind of person who would get. OK, I'm not going to. Uh, th- this is a better way of putting it. I would say the kind of person who would get angry about a He-Man series mm-hmm. is probably toxic. Yeah. Because yeah, that's a I'm sorry, but but He-Man's source material is not <laughs> exactly like high art. Yeah. Yeah. Like we're it's not, not, we're not something saying, that you would hold sacred. Like the only reason the only reason that Transformers gets a pass on its source material is because that movie was so good. Yeah. And then also because the toys are actually, you know, compellingly interesting. They're not a plastic mold. Yeah, and then I also like some of the some of the He-Man toys. My brother uh, collected a lot of them. I'm just saying they're not bad. To, I'm just saying. Yeah, I don't mean to completely dis- dismiss everything that He-Man has ever existed as being horrible. Because I'm not educated enough to do so. I'm just saying that if you are 37 years old and you're angry about a He-Man Netflix show, mm-hmm. then then that's a problem. That's a you problem, not that's, a yeah. That's like a, no matter no matter how bad <laughs> the show is, like that's a that's a you problem. Like like He-Man is 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 objectively not high art. Like mm. I. Cause, cause even like, I think a lot of trans, I mean, you know, it's fun to yell about the, the, the Michael Bay movies. Um, but first of all, the, the Michael Bay movies are not a Netflix series that nobody watched. Cause I'm sure that there are some bad Transformers series 
that have been on streaming services that, you know, who knows? Oh, probably. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, uh, but like, also, I think that, you know, Transformers fans, they have their, their own stuff that they care. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I, now I'm rambling. What was in the, we were watching a show. <laughs> yes, we were watching a show. Um, yes, getting back to it, we've got Megatron who is upset with his crew, who he thinks is just making excuses for, for fixing the ship and he wants the engines up now. But because the longer that this takes, the longer Prime has to be able to find the Allspark and get off of this miserable planet and save all of Cybertron. And he's like, I cannot do that. If this ship cannot fly, but ah, yeah, but uh, Astro Chains is about to say, you know, we can fix the ship, and then we get Starscream coming back and Megatron. Megatron, you know how Prime was like, well, yeah, I'm kind of having a rough day, and Megatron is like, uh, I do not have time for this shit today. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I, I'm very torn to to have that as the the picture for this episode because it is pretty darn good. It is like it's like Captain Picard face palm with Megatron. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, oh god. He's like, how do I have a headache? I have circuits instead of blood vessels. <laughs> but yes, it uh, Starscream is like, I will scour every corner of the planet. And Megatron's like, do you really think that I would risk the success of this mission entirely on you? <laughs> but, but yes, then we, we get interrupted by Soundwave, who reports that Laser, Laserbeak has, has reported an intruder. And uh, Megatron at first is like, Autobots? And Soundwave's like, no. And then we cut outside. As the Decepticons are walking through some brush and jungle foliage, as we get our alluded to Jurassic Park scene, we we hear some thuds and we have a puddle, and then we get a foot, and then we get a big old roars. We got a T. Oh my God, it's a T Rex, and it's and it's and it's Beast Megatron with Dinobot with him, and it's like this is so cool to see Dinobot on the Predacon side, like. Like, oh, man, why didn't they do that more in the show? Like, I, I mean, I know why, because he is a he turned. But, like, didn't Dinobot just join the Maximals because Megatron wouldn't let him be the boss? Yeah, sort of, kind of. <laughs> like, and he tried and he tried to be the boss of the Maximals right off the bat. Yeah, yeah, he tried yeah. to be the yeah, and he fought he fought Optimus. But then when he lost to Optimus, he was just like, OK, I guess. I guess Optimus will be the boss now. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe he had, he has, he's got that honor and stuff, but Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just like, I, I, I don't don't know. He's a funny character, (laughs) but I just, man, I was just seeing him as like, it just made me want to like, I mean, I know that like in the show, as soon as they got to the planet, like before they got to the planet, they were their Cybertronian selves or whatever. Like, but I just think about Think about like a time when Beast Megatron, when like that character was working with Dinobot. Mm-hmm. Like, even though I ha- I have a feeling, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this because I haven't seen what happens. I have a feeling that Dinobot is actually working for the Maximals, but um, but I just man, seeing them together, it's so know, great. I think, 
I think I think you'll like the way that they took Dinobot this time. Uh, I'm I'm sure I'm sure I will because like he's a he's a fan favorite character, so that I'm so I'm sure whoever wrote it did it with care because they that's how they've kind of treated this whole series. But yeah. oh, so cool seeing them together. It's like it was like a, it was like big dinosaur and dinosaur junior. Yeah, <laughs> and and G1 Megatron even has a bit of a smirk when he sees this T Rex appear. So it seems like he has a, a bit of initial respect for for this being, as it were. Um, as they approach, Starscream is you know very nervous, but then the the two dinosaurs approach, and then the T Rex talks, and then I'm like, ah, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm gonna. I, I wish I could find the tweet. Maybe I think I liked it. I'm pretty sure I liked it. Please tell me I can find this easily, because I there was a very apt, very very apt post that I found about Megatron. This Megatron voice actor, who I'm sure tried very hard with the role, but it just did not hit for me. And then I saw the tweet, and I'm like, yeah, that that's pretty much it. And it it sort of talks about how David K. Megatron is like, oh, he uh, is that it? No, not that one. I've liked so many tweets about stuff lately, and it's like I can't find <laughs> it easily. Oh, here we go. Original Beast Wars Megatron sounds like he take you out for a wine tasting with a cheese board. This Netflix one sounds like he take you to Denny's for a burger. <laughs> so here's here's my take. Um. Yes, original original Beast Wars Megatron has a great voice. So great that they use they basically use that voice for G1 Megatron. Yeah. Mm. So you can't have him have that voice. Um so this this version of Megatron, which also um in in Beast in Beast Wars proper, that Megatron was in no way interested in being subservient to G1 Megatron. No. He did no. not idolize him. He was he was willing to like, you know, use him to get to where he needs to be. Mm. But this version of Megatron is is more like the way that Optimus Primal was in in original Beast Wars there's, where where there's where there's an there's a respect for that character. Mm-hmm. There's there's literally on the uh TF wiki a picture of of the Predacon Megatron kneeling with the golden disc. And the quote is, what is simping again? <laughs> and I mean, I get it. It's, it's much different from what you expect from there, but I don't really think it's that bad. And, yeah. And, and, to, and I mean, and, and, and you know who his voice reminded me of more than, oh. more than anybody. His voice reminded me of Scorponok. Yes. And so if he's going to play the Scorponok role in this, in this show, that's, that I'm kind of fine with that. Also, he's got that little bit of higher pitched voice. Maybe he's a little bit. Maybe there's a little bit of uh of G1 cartoon Megatron. Yeah, you know, Cobra Commander Megatron. Because yeah. there's uh, there's there. there's definitely a few lines that that he delivers that I actually can think like, is he just saying what he wants? He thinks Megatron is like like it does seem like he might be scheming. Like he's pandering a little bit. Yeah, like this. This is like an overshow of a thing. Like he's like, well, we're in a because we find out later, and I mean, Greg, you probably know much more because mm-hmm. you've watched the whole thing. But 
just in the episode alone, we find out that uh, Primal says that they were about to do a strike that was going to decide the the conflict between Maximals and Predacons for good, yeah. more likely towards them. So he might have been in a desperate situation when this happened. And, That's true. And the first thing he's like, well, now I've got a, a big chance. So so I can kind I can kind of see this this being an act. Just in the first episode of there, I'm really kind of interested to see where it will go. Yeah. But yeah, we, we do get a pretty, we, <laughs> he's like, is it really you? Yes, Lord Megatron. He's like, at last. And then, you know, we get the two dinos bowing and Megatron seems rather pleased. And we get our first transformation of Predacon uh, Megatron, oh, but we don't see Dinobot transform. You know what we didn't we we didn't bring up uh, okay. with um, the transformerness with the transformations. Mm. Uh, they use the the yes, yeah for all, all they, bots, which they is didn't. something they did not use in Beast Wars. Yeah, um, which I I don't know I found I found that interesting because uh, the only time I've ever seen a cartoon where a uh, where a Beast Wars character transformed and had the and had the sound effect. Uh, was uh, that uh, oh, your robot chicken sketch from like a hundred years ago? Uh-huh. Um, there was a there was a or, or was a, I don't know if it was actually a robot chicken sketch or if it was like something they had done uh, you know, just for like they, the Facebook page or something. But it went viral, and there was a and there was it was like Megatron and Scorponok with the uh, panda. With the yeah, panda, that, that, yeah. Oh, that, yeah. That was that was a ro- robot chicken skit. Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. But they, but on that one, I remember distinctly that they did the sound effect, and I, I don't know. I, I just, I, it, uh, if nothing else, it it links the the original Transformers to the Beast Wars characters yes. in a way similar to the to making them all similar sizes, um, in a way that I really like. That mm. that makes them it it gives them like some cred some credibility, like yes. you know they see the the, the 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 Autobots you know run into these random people you know the fact that the, that when they transform they make that that really distinct noise mm-hmm. um, t- says that these people probably are Cybertronian yeah and I will say the um, sadly we don't get we don't get to see Dinobots transformation here but the the character model for the transformed Dinobot is I thought that one was was pretty gosh darn spot on mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but. But yeah, this scene is is pretty good because we've got Predacon uh, Megatron who's talking about, you know, his namesake and how this has been an endless war until now. And then we see the golden disc from before. As the music intensifies, we cut back to the Autobots. Prime is is starting to come to Ratchet has managed to to fix him. He asks how he's doing. And he's like, I am all right. And. And but Prime is like, you know, I feel, you know, something feels strange. And yeah, it's probably because you had, you know, the Matrix yanked out of your chest. But you know, that that is the thing. Doctor Evil stole your mojo. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, we cut to a screen that's showing us some of those images that we had talked about before of the the recreations of various scenes through the series. And uh, we then cut back to Optimus, who who is asked, you know. What has become of, and then he groans, of our attackers. And then we've got uh, Primal and Rhinox who are 
working away some stuff. Rhinox and they're talking about the Energon reserves. Uh, Rhinox is saying that it's not enough to repair the Axelon. Bumblebee is like, we're not really in the business of giving out Energon. Primal's like, well, lucky you. You don't have enough worth taking. <laughs> but uh, he's definitely, he doesn't have the same deference that that Beast Wars Primal had for this ship. Because he's like, let's get what we can off of this antique and go. <laughs> But, yeah, uh, and, and again, this 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 definitely feels like they're they're the they're characters we know in a much different situation. Like things have been going much different from them, so it's like them, but not them. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely something different about these Beast Wars characters, and we we do get a bit of a a back and forth between Bumblebee and and the Maximals as bees sort of you know, MB sort of first to them as bees, and we get Rattrap who's saying like. You're saying that like it's a bad thing. <laughs> but yeah, we, we do get a bit of a back and forth. Prime manages to make it back to the bridge. Uh, it's like, if we could see us as allies, you know, we could help you with our technology. And uh, so he asks who they are. And I was like, it's complicated. <laughs> and Prime's like, well, we've he says, well, so you see the Predacons, they stole the golden disc. Yes. <laughs> and we came after them, but then the, both of our ships crashed. Yeah. Um, but Prime's like, well, we've encountered Quintessons, bounty hunters, and old friends. He's like, uh, we've gone through a broken space bridge, survived the dead universe, and crashed on this planet. I understand complicated. <laughs> <laughs> And it's like Gorilla Bot. Ah, I wasn't even supposed to be in work today. <laughs> <laughs> so the Primal is like, oh, so that's what happened after you abandoned Cybertron, to which Prime is very offended by it. But then Primal's like, so you're not the reason the Allspark was taken off world? And Prime's like, uh. <laughs> you got him there. It's like, well, I did it to protect the planet. He's like. You stole the Allspark and left Cybertron to rot. So oh. definitely there there seems to be a bit of, uh, you know, there, there's definitely a problem there. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, like it's, it's, I it's just definitely painting the Autobots as being in the wrong. Well, yeah, it's 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 painting. It's not necessarily that, that they're that it's in the wrong. It's that it's that these people from generations and generations later, they they, uh, you know, they, they, they see the this point as something that went. had negative ramifications. Yes. Yeah. You know, they had, they had to live with that, even though when they basically did it and then left. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like, I mean, it's like freaking, it's like the best kind of time travel story. Like the, you know, Edith Keeler must die or, uh, like, you know, back to the future part two kind of stuff. Like, or, or like or like cable or uh some of the seasons of of uh sailor moon where things are horrible in the future yeah. like like this this like there's just this concept of uh i think i think it was like sailor business or something what some podcast that that referred to like that that arbitrary time in the future where everybody's a badass mm-hmm. and <laughs> and everything is and everything is terrible as like horrible future and I just I think about that I think about that a lot you know save the cheerleader <laughs> save the world yeah and uh, and then you'll have Hiro Nakamura that is Hiro Nakamura is his name right I think so 
Yeah. But the hero, you know, oh. becomes fluent in English and grows his hair out and gets really awesome with a sword. Mm-hmm. But yes, we we get Prime who who is explaining that no, we we weren't gallivanting across the stars. He's like, I had to send the Allspark off world. We've been trying to find it since, and that it's here on this planet. To which the Maxwells are kind of surprised. They did not know that it was going to be here. Yeah. And they're <laughs> like, well, then that would mean he's like, it, it doesn't matter. And Prime's like, it's the only thing that matters. We're in a, we're engaged in a fight for our future. <laughs> Prime, and I got to say that that line worries me because he's really focusing on that one thing. Yeah. It's never a good idea to like pin all your hopes on one singular thing. Yeah. Especially Which, not for this guy. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah we, pretty, it hasn't worked out for him super well so far. No, because Primal gets pretty pissed. He's like, now you're concerned about everyone else after you ruined everything. And that's when Primal goes into them being stranded, locked in a constant fight against the Predacons. And he's like, now after Cycles, we finally gained the upper hand. We're on our way to end this conflict when you came crashing out of the sky. It's like, well, I'm not going to let that ruin our chances. And Prime's like, cycles? He's like, how do you even know what happened to the Allspark? <laughs> and Prime's like, who are you? <laughs> and it's like, hmm. I, get... I love this scene, yes. Go ahead. <laughs> but you then go. we get Tigertron, who's like, he interrupts things, because Primal's like, mm. And apparently Air Razor has located Megatron. <laughs> He's like, if he gets the Allspark first, and Primal's like, this isn't about you. He's like, this oh, is no, about... No. No, I, I meant when he cu- he cuts in by saying Optimus. Yes. And they both <laughs> turn and say, what? Turn. what? Yeah. <laughs> it's like that scene from the, the Star Trek X-Men crossover when it's like, Dr. McCoy, and they're both like, what? <laughs> the Star uh, Trek X-Men co- crossover is, is, is a very uh, cultural touchstone that everyone will get that oh, reference. Absolutely. Absolutely. But they should get that reference because they I mean, should know that on. they're I guess they should know both of both the Dr. McCoy's yes, doctors yep. McCoy. But uh, yes, Tigertron is like, well, this this matter refers to both Megatrons, to which Prime's yeah. like, what? what? <laughs> He's like, what are you talking about? It's like, oh, God, there's more than one now. They're multiplying. And on two of them. <laughs> so we finally get Primal, who starts to explain who they are. He he says he's the leader of the Maximals. We get the big old group shopping. He's like, we're from your future. And it's like, dun, dun, dun. We got the black. And we cut back to the Decepticons. And, oh, here's where we get our first time with Megatron petting his, his T-Rex head. <laughs> As the other Megatron's looking at the golden disc. And so he's explained everything to Megatron and who's sort of recapping. He's like, okay, so you come from a, a Cybertron where the gold, where the Allspark never comes back and everything's ruined. It's a dead world. And so we're your descendants. We're battling with the Maximals and Megatron and G1 Megatron. God, it's confusing because they both have the same name. But, uh, <laughs> so G1 Megatron's like, okay, so you came to this world and Predacon Megatron is like, for you, he's like, so I could deliver the golden disc to you. And see, so. this is like I said, why he, I think he's scheming or plan, pandering, because he makes mm-hmm. it sound like this was all part of his plan to come yeah. back to this point, to meet him here after he crashed, to hand over the disc. Like, he knew this was all good, is what he was able to, at le- you know, at least 
perfectly gleam from there. Like maybe not af- what happens after that, mm-hmm. but but at the same time, you go back to the uh, the Maximals and they have no clue what's going on. Yeah, and like I know, like yeah, he did uh, Megatron the pred- you know the Beast Wars Megatron did have the disc to suss some things out, but. Even then, you'd think that they would have, like, some uh, information about, like, them c- coming to this planet if it was actually on, on, in the disc and on their, like, in their archives or something like that. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, it, it's, you would think that there would have been... Like, know. they would have started, started thinking, like, man, this kind of looks like the art, you know, like, at some point. Time, yeah. time, don't, don't worry about it. Time travel <laughs> doesn't... Timey-wimey. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can't... I've had I've had some I've I've had a lot of conversations recently about time travel stuff. It's like just just go with it. Like it's I'm not saying I'm not saying that the writers should be lazy, and I'm not saying that there aren't times when you can be critical of it. But like time travel doesn't make sense ever. So just (laughs) just go with it. It's it's fine. I think that this is a this is one of those instances where. the the way that the paradox works is that there's a timeline where where G1 Optimus and stuff don't find the don't find the AllSpark mm-hmm. because they don't have the help of the Beast Wars characters and then and then at the and then in that timeline the Beast Wars characters have to go back in time and you know whatever they're I mean their whole like the whole freaking planet got destroyed so who knows what they know? It's it's a surprise that they even know that it's Optimus's fault. Yes. Well, yes. I mean, you, right. you saw what happened when with the with the the, the the people with the uh on on cyber uh, at the end of last season. Yes. They all got they all got blown up. Yes, yeah. they did. So yes, uh, we get uh, Predacon Megatron who is explaining how he only managed to decode a couple of minutes of. G1 Megatron's memoirs. So G1 Megatron's memoirs are on this disc. Right. It's not the, yeah, it's not the, the Voyager disc. Yeah. Yeah. But so he was able to, to decode enough to be able to retrace their steps to here and was be able to, to find Megatron to get to this moment to give him the disc. But the disc is matched to his unique Energon signature. So only he can truly decode it. So all of the secrets of every battle they ever fought ever will fight it's all there and he can use it to save the future you think like you think like uh you think like uh, some of the stuff in the memoirs like he he actually you know de- decoded like Me- megatron's childhood megatron's like uh first love <laughs> you know the the like some at one time he had to give a report uh, in front of the whole class and screwed it up yeah, yeah. the time that the time that the time that he was uh, that he almost got a prostitute, but then didn't. <laughs> That's awfully specific. It some comedian. I don't even remember which one, but there there's a comedian. I think it's is it Mike Birbiglia? I don't know. Some comedian's memoir that I read. <laughs> that that was a thing. Okay. <laughs> Maybe uh, uh fucking uh what's his name John Benjamin? I don't know. <laughs> I think Mike Proviglia has a bit about when he saw it, when he did a when he was with the prostitute, but I I think that John Benjamin oh John Benjamin's memoir is that like he was almost in a porno, jeez, oh, and then he and then he backed out and the yeah anyway 
that's a book. Failure is an option by John Benjamin. Oh. If you want to read, if you want to read like 20 pages about uh, John Benjamin's diarrhea, <laughs> um, it's if that sounds appealing to you, I recommend. I don't know. Could you get the audiobook with him speaking it? Yeah, yeah, he did. He did read his own audiobook, which okay, because yeah, I that's, think I, that's why I got it. Yeah, I think I could listen to him say anything with his yeah, voice. Yeah. So. <laughs> The, the, actually, the rest of the book is really good. Uh, I the chapter on and the chapter on his diarrhea situation is well written and humorous, but uh, it's it's, it's not exactly stuff. for me. Okay, it's like not, the Evangelion of diarrhea stories. Kendall, I'm not changing the episode title. <laughs> I am not changing the episode title. <laughs> oh. Anyway, getting back to the episode, G1 Megatron has his suspicions of Predacon Megatron, which, I mean, any of us would really. Yeah, uh, even Predacon Megatron's like, oh, yes, I would expect that. Yeah, but he's like, I'm your ancestor. I'm born out of a dead world. I am the embodiment of Optimus Prime's failures. He's like, I am living proof that you were right all along. So he is very much, you know. yeah trying to get into Megatron's good graces here. And of course, Starscream is like, this is ridiculous. He's like, as your commanding officer, Megatron's like, you will obey my orders. Which Predacon Megatron seems pretty happy about. Along with Dinobot. <laughs> so Dinobot and Starscream leave as the two of them are left alone. We've got Dinobot with his sword. Starscream sort of, you know, mumbling a bit. And he's like, I suppose you're from the future as well. And he's like, surely you've heard the Legends of Air Commander Starscream. And Dinobot's like, no. no. <laughs> Just a flat no. Yep. Which he's like, this, this, this goes back to, like I was saying, like the voices sound odd and stuff like that. We don't get enough yeah. Dinobot to really tell at this point. Yeah. I, I don't remember Dinobot distracting me at all. I think that yeah. his voice is fine. But this is literally, I think, the only line he gets. So Yeah. Um, but, uh, we have Starscream is like, oh, you will, poor creature. You will. <laughs> and he starts, you know, humping away. And we've, oh, we've got something on the ceiling that's following him. It's got glowy eyes and a lot of legs. Yes. But yes. Now, so. now, I think this person did a very, very good job. I will yeah. say this. The 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 ladies, uh, as part of this cast, uh, mm. I thought did them great job with the character yeah i was, both, just, I was black afraid that, and your razor are yeah yeah really I, I thought that too i was afraid that i was being sexist that like I was <laughs> that all women sound alike um, oh no it wasn't so much as they sound alike is that they just sounded much more natural or yes. or 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 in tune with their character and i don't know if it's again if it was just some like acting directions they were given or they were just they just knew what they were doing <laughs> or what yeah, I mean, I think that I think a lot of it is that uh, we we've gotten so lucky with the performances and the writing in this series so far mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. we forget that it has no right to be good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, like I like I was kind of saying, like Transformers, it's it's hard to be mad about any Transformers property when you look at its roots. You know, it is a pretty cynical you know, advertising for 
advertising for toys kind of thing, you know, this is, this is like, they finally decided to make the, like, let's make a cool thing. And, you know, they used a bunch of non-union actors. So, you know, a bunch of nobody, I mean, you know, a bunch of nobodies. This isn't like, you know, it's not Rosario Dawson and Steve Bloom and, uh, the, the guy from the insurance commercials, um, like, like these are, you know, these are, these are nobodies. <laughs> um, what's the guy from the insurance commercials name? Are you thinking of Keith David? Or? Keith David. Keith David. Yeah. Yeah. He's a, he's a voice actor that everybody likes. Yes. Yeah. He's, he's got a very good, uh, you know, uh, voice, uh, thing. He, the latest thing I've heard him on is, is as the president on Rick and Morty, which I think he does a great job there. <laughs> you know, H. John Benjamin could have done a could have done a great Megatron, but um, <laughs> that would have been a different show. Yeah. <laughs> oh yes. I would. I would. I would do. Yeah. I would watch that show. <laughs> um. So we get a a female spider bot who who uh, comments to Starscream that he likes the sound of his own voice. To which he's I mean, surprised. She's wrong. No, she's not. And he he goes blasting his his gun everywhere. He's like, "Who dares?" And then she drops from the ceiling and transforms. And we get a pretty good looking character model for Black Arachnia. It uh, it looks a bit more. I want to say like especially the face seems a bit more detailed than than the original, but it is it's very very on accurate. Model from, yeah, it's from very what? on model from what the original series was. Yeah. yeah. And the interesting thing to me about the black arachnia character model is actually more the spider form than the, uh, than the, the robot form. Like the robot form looks good. Mm-hmm. looks, you know, accurate more or less to what, what you would expect it to. Yeah. Um, the spider, if you look at it, looks, it's a, it's like a smaller spider looks like it doesn't, um, have like that, uh, con- whole conservation of mass thing. Yeah. Um. But the toy, the kingdom's toy, is almost exactly what you see with um with uh, the the with, with this in the spider form, like uh, mm-hmm. very uh, it like conde- it condenses a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which I think is really which I think is really neat about the about the toy. She was very complicated to transform the first time, yeah. but at least, but unlike some of the other ones, after I did it a couple times, it, I can just do it. Like there's like yeah. 47 steps, but like a lot of them are crinkle this arm into this thing, you know, yeah. like it's, it's intuitive. Yeah. Right. Those, those are, those are my favorite ones when it, when the things kind of just, they fold into spots that they kind of just want to fit into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, we get a really cool interaction because, like we saw in that season of Beast Wars, seems like they sort of she and Starscream sort of mesh pretty well because she's saying that she's her own bot because he's like, oh, you're one of them. She's like, oh, I'm very much my own bot like you. And he's like, you don't know me. She's like, oh, contraire. I have heard the legends of Air Commander Starscream, which immediately he's like, oh. like I have all your albums. Smile. Yeah. Yeah. It was like I even I even got a, a bootleg of that movie you made. <laughs> but yes, they they have a bit of a back and forth talking about I, the uh, yeah. I think they basically Starscream's trying to rationalize why he wants the disc away from Megatron that it shouldn't be 
that much information or power shouldn't just be in a tyrant's hand. Yes. And we do Which, get a good line towards the end of this scene, though, because mm-hmm. she says, we both know the only the the only thing worse than one Megatron. And then Star Scream finishes it, finishes it saying is two Megatrons. Yep. So they seem to be on the same page. We immediately cut back to the Autobots and we got uh, we got Wheeljack. who's like, well, pop my trunk. He's like time travel. He's like, do you know what this means? That there is a future worth fighting for. Yeah, yeah. I, I really like I really like the way that they just gave they gave just enough exposition to like so so that you could you could kind of follow it. I'd be curious um, if people who had no idea about Beast Wars, if that guy that was surprised that Megatron had a T-Rex for a hand, mm. um, it, yeah, like it, like if you're able if you're able to to kind of assume all of the details yeah. of the situation. Yeah. But if, but regardless, I understood and that's all that matters. Exactly. <laughs> so we, we do get a bit of a, like primal sort of gets his team together. He's like, we sort of need to talk about this. And then Bumblebee is talking to Primal. He's like, do you think we could trust them? And Ironheart's like, well, it could be another quid on trick. <laughs> RC's like, I'd buy it if he told me they were shark guns. <laughs> but Prime's and like, then Optimus is like, Optimus is like, we don't have. I, I trust them. Hopefully, hopefully they they hopefully they trust us. Like, yeah, yeah. Because I guess I guess he, in a way, he doesn't say it outright. It's like they really don't have any position to to not say like we don't like what you're saying. Right, they're in rough shape. Yeah, yeah. It's like like they both they both want to. And and in and in the end, they didn't like completely disarm them once he des uh, deescalated the situation. So in theory, they do want what's best and to help each other, but it's just a matter of trust. Right, right. And we get. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Kevin. And and I've seen I've seen this in things a lot more lately. I think that people who are writing things have realized that uh, it's kind of boring just having characters constantly not trusting each other and and you you know undermining each other in in stuff like this and so yeah let's just have everybody have a conversation and get you know we know that you're going to get to that point eventually yeah. where they're all working together yeah let's just get to that point mm-hmm. be more and, i think things are in good faith and not outright right. lie, lies to to try and trick you yeah. Right, right, right. And I mean, you can acknowledge it. And I think that they have a good little, little, po- two little powwows. Mm-hmm. And uh, so this, so this is the scene where I decided actually all of these voice actors are great. Okay. Um, when, when it, it gives, a, it gives like one line to each of the Maximals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And every single one of those sounded exactly like I wanted that character to sound. Yeah, this I yeah this powwow did feel pretty much in character. It did feel it was one of those points where I was like, okay, this this is this is you know, good. You yeah. know, right, you could hear Rat Trap's New York accent. You could hear <laughs> Rhinox's booming voice. You could hear the sort of like Native Americaniness of Tiger Sage wisdom and and, yeah. Yeah, and calmness. Wisdom. Yeah, yeah, uh, and 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 like I said, Optimus is just a completely that is just a dude. 
and yeah. and that's fine. Like he is not doing a voice or anything, so he just needs to perform his lines well. Um, and I think that 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 works. Uh, and is that wait? Did I forget one? And Cheetor also sounded right. I don't remember what Cheetor said. And then yeah. also all their character models in that like in that shot looked just just dead on perfect. Like it was like this is show. Like if if you were gonna if you were gonna like pitch this series to a Beast Wars fan, mm-hmm. just show that moment and then you are and then they are on board. Yeah. Maybe they're yeah. disappointed once they actually watch it, but they'll pay <laughs> their they'll pay their seven ninety nine for net month Netflix this month or however yeah. much I don't know how much Netflix costs. I <laughs> think it's over twelve dollars now, but I think that's yes. for like uh to make sure you can have it stream multiple places in one in one area in like one household yeah yeah i my wife pays my wife pays for our netflix <laughs> so um i yeah it's i i don't know we got we we and then we share some streaming services with my sister-in-law and with my i'm not sure if we use any of my parents logins but we could if we wanted to Okay, we're and we've got four minutes left in this episode. <laughs> yeah. Um. Um. Oh, I, it was mentioned in the trivia as a reference, but Tigertron kind of does do a, a a line drop from uh from tra- like a famous Transformers line drop. Yeah. When he like when he posts that we should help them. Yes. Yeah, because he says to aid our ancestors in their time of need. He's like, you're going to let that slip by, and then we get Rhinox who. Or Rattrap, who's like, if we do help them get the Allspark, it's like, won't we change the future and cease to exist? And Rhinox, Rhinox is quick to put in, it's like, well, theoretically, the moment we arrived in the past, we've already changed things. We're putting our existence at risk. So, but Cheetor is like, if we do nothing, our Megatron will make everything worse. Yeah, so, that that just per- so perfect. Yeah, yeah, it's a perfect moment. Oh, I also, uh, this is just a little thing, because uh, this is when Air Razor cuts in as well at some point. Yes, she does. Uh, and she contacts Tigertron, and he first, you know, is like Falcon the Tiger. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like it that they kept their pet names, and it still feels like they're a couple. Yeah. Like, just just that line right there kind of makes you, can, like, especially if you saw the, the, the original series, like, you can tell, you can get that little glimmer of like, oh, maybe there's still a couple in this version. Oh yeah. So like it's it's something I'm hoping to see. Mm-hmm. Little stuff like that makes me wonder how much stuff in Siege and uh Earthrise just went right over my head not having uh very much um G1 knowledge. I mean, yeah. certainly a lot of stuff went over my head that you guys explained. Yeah. yeah um, but, and there's still probably stuff that we missed. Right, oh, right, but absolutely. like just 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 the amount of care that even even if the I mean the voice actors aren't perfect, but the amount of care and attention to detail that I, I mean if this was a bad show, mm-hmm. we you would you would not be able to get to tell I mean you watch this episode and if you watched Beast Wars you can tell that Cheetor is a little bit more lighthearted. You can tell that I mean Rat Trap's line is just a little bit selfish. Yep. You, you know, Rhinox is 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 has that kind of like book smart rationale. Yeah. And then and then, yeah, Tigatron has the, the, the kind of sage wisdom and Optimus is, uh, you know, is 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 the is the leader who 
you know, is clearly not Optimus Prime. Yeah. And <laughs> like, like just, just like the little, just that little stuff. Like you can, and, and, you know, and then, and then Black Arachnia, you know, having her own agenda, uh, you know, there's there's this this unspoken loyalty with with Dinobot and then and then and then Megatron it's a different character like he's just it's it's clear that e- yeah either he is scheming or he is a completely different character and mm-hmm. and that was a decision to make him a completely different character nobody seems generic in this yeah yeah yep which is good because we had a lot of we had well I say a lot. Not a lot, but we we definitely had some generic characters in the previous season, so it's nice well, to see things you know definitely a bit better. Right, but I also but that's where I wonder like if I knew those characters, True. would I you, you know would I would I have a better appreciation for for what they're you know for even for some th- for some random throwaway line? Yeah, no, that's true. But yeah, we 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 get a discussion between Air Razor and Tigertron as she has. Uh, spotted some developments, you could say, as uh, she sees we've got two Megatrons. She's like, if you're going to spring into attack, she's like, uh, oh, wait. And then she's like, I've been compromised, and we've got Laser Beak following Air Razor through some trees. And for the most part, she, like, with Laser Beak, she just about handles him. Like, she sort of jumps on him at first, but then he gets the drop on her and gets a laser blast, and then Soundwave manages to pick her up. And man, and man, uh, laser beaks. If there was ever a like, it's like this is why I like Beast Wars better than G One. Mm-hmm. Look at laser beaks design, and then look at yeah. Air Razor's design. Uh, laser beak is is like the worst transformer in the whole world. <laughs> yeah. Like that. Like why? Why didn't they update him? It's a good like, question. <sighs> but uh, we we cut to the two Megatrons as Soundwave enters the room carrying the bird and. Obviously, G1 Megatron's like, we don't eat food. What? Why? He's like, what's the meaning of this? <laughs> like a cat bringing a present. Yeah. yeah. You say uh, then, my uh, my my filters will adjust. Yeah. Um, but but Soundwave tosses Air Razor down, and you get like that metallic sound, like something that's mm. heavier. It's it's sort of implied heavier than what it actually is, just the way that it hits because of the metal sound that you get with the the contact and then megatron is like well 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 it's air razor it's like primal's favorite birdie and then air razor transforms we don't get to see the full transformation but her character model's pretty spot on as well um i like her i like her character model yeah it looks really good and she's like oh and you're also megatron he's like what are the odds he's like air razor hmm? he's like you will lead us to the Maximals and the Autobots. And then we get a rising ominous crescendo as we cut to credits in the end of our first episode. So it's so good. It was pretty good. Yeah, there there was, you know, there's some nitpicky stuff, but I think it's a good basis for, for where we're going. Like I just, I just was like, I don't usually fanboy about stuff, but This was, I mean, I mean, this was, or well, I mean, fanboy, I, that's a vague thing. I don't usually, I don't usually get sold on the, oh, look, it's that, that, look, it's that guy. Like, you know, when yeah. I, I just watched the, I just watched the Nightcrawler movie and like when they, when they, rev- when they close a briefcase and it's got the Cobra logo on it, like I wasn't like, whoa, it's Cobra. 
like <laughs> although I did I did, although I did enjoy the movie. Um I don't care what uh everyone in the world thinks. Uh-huh. Um but uh but like I just I every, when they when the characters were showing up, I was like that's that guy and that's that guy and that's that guy. You know, it was like it's like that uh when um when they do the uh, that the episode of Lisa's Rival of the Simpsons and Ralph brings in his uh, project and it's just the Star Wars action figures and and Principal Skinner's like they're all here, it's Chewie and Han and <laughs> and it's like that's that's how I that's how I felt. It was like they're all here. Yeah. Like I didn't I didn't I mean I missed I missed I, I wish that there were more. Predacons, um, hopefully Scorponok will show up in the show because he has a figure. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's an interesting choice of of uh, of of the Predacons with Black Arachnia and Dinobot, since both of them eventually become Maximals. Um, but uh, or were Maximal Black Arachnia originally was a Maximal, whatever. <laughs> um, but it, uh, it does sort of touch on that a little bit. In a few episodes, uh, but okay. but I just I just I feel like like when I buy when I have all my figures I'm like when you put the, the the good guys on this side and the bad guys on this side like I I consider Black Arachnia to be a maximal mm-hmm. even though that's not from a season that I like um, <laughs> mostly because I like I think I like Silverbolt I don't know um, <laughs> but uh, but Black you know Black Arachnia and uh, and 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 Dinobot, like I think of them as Maximals. So the, really, the only the only uh, Predacon that we've seen so far is Predacon Megatron. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he's you know he's definitely the most iconic. Those are those are probably the most iconic. Yeah. Of, of the original pre- uh, Predacons, I mean. Oh God, yeah. I mean, yeah, I definitely so. like Pterosaur a lot. Um, would love to see Pterosaur. Oh, we didn't see any of the Bone Dudes. No. I wonder how that's. No, we don't. I wonder how that's going to factor in. Well, it the the gimmicks basically what are like a kind of like a gimmick or thing for the th- toys weren't actually a big thing in the uh, in the uh, Earthrise and Earthrise one as as well. I mean, they kind of did a little nod to it with Cog in the in Siege. Yeah. But. After that, they really didn't really make a big deal about which siege was like the uh, they had the which were basically shields and ramps and that connected oh, okay. that connected like cities. So I can see why that wasn't really brought into it. But this is like another faction. Yeah, but it's like and it works kind of like how Cog uh, uh, boosts you know someone with weaponry. It boosts people with armor. Well, not all of them are. Not well, all the bone people are, are armor though. Yeah. Yeah, the the one is and the other one is, but the one that I have isn't. I have I got the the little the little one because I was depressed at Target once. Ah, <laughs> you'll you'll see a you'll see a direct correlation between <laughs> me feeling depressed and me purchasing Transformers figures. <laughs> look, look, it's it's uh it's 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 eight eight dollars. It's uh cheaper than a prescription, right? <laughs> True enough. No, no, that's uh, maybe the word is sad rather than depressed. I don't know. Anyway, I really liked this episode. I know that I know that uh, that Greg thinks it's the worst thing to happen since uh, I since, never said since the that. since the last Michael Bay movie. Actually, I think what he said uh, off mic was that he would rather watch 
the Michael Bay movie with the Dinobots in it. No, um, no, I did not say that at all. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it just it it's gonna be going some interesting places. It, it's and it's definitely nice to see um, a, a unique take on the characters with some similarities, like not an outright imitation of what we had previously but definitely there's an homage i can say yeah so i mean it definitely was the thing is this series was made for me yes. and as long as they keep making it specifically for me <laughs> then you'll love like, it then then i'm gonna then i'm gonna love it yeah i mean like it's just like uh i i, I think that i, I like it's it's kind of like how like with the force awakens came out and there were there was a certain contingent of fans who had hated star Wars for the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. And then, and then they were like, Oh, there's a, there's a movie and it's got Han Solo in it. Now I'm happy again. Like <laughs> I know that there have been things that incorporated the beast Wars characters in between beast machines. And now, but I have not consumed pretty much any of that content. So this is, this is for me like the first new beast Wars. And, uh, and it's, it's so cool. It's just, I'm just happy to see it. I'm just happy that, you know, it's, I mean, I mean, I know that Netflix knows what I like, so <laughs> they're going to put the thing up. But when I turn Netflix on and it's and in the, the preview section at the top of the app, it says you should watch this beast wars thing. Like that's gotta be, they've gotta be telling other people too. And it's just, uh, you know, if that if that introduces these characters to a new generation or or re or reignites the, you know, excitement, even if it's even if it's pure nostalgia of of just other 30 something year olds, uh, it's cool. Yes. Nope. definitely. But yeah. Overall, a good first episode. Uh, fortunately, we didn't have any questions this time around, but. Hopefully yeah. some folks can send some stuff in, so we'll have it for next time. So with that being so said. So apologies for how short this episode is. Oh yes. <laughs> we'll, uh, make sure, we'll make sure to make it longer next time. Oh yeah. Uh so Jordan, did you have anything you would like to pluck this week? Um yeah, actually you can probably still hear me on uh Strangers Fiction Pod, the current uh ongoing like actual play going on called Lark Souls. Uh, involves uh, a char- one one a group of characters, and I play one of the main characters in that. It's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's basically well, it's interstitial, so it's like ki- Kingdom Heart Kingdom Hearts uh, themed, but Kingdom Hearts theme basically means uh, just jumping to fa- like jumping to world to world and having like fanfic fun. So so you know, I think the current one up has us actually going to the duck universe, Uwu. Oh gosh. Oh my. <laughs> Disney don't sue us. Yes, please don't. But yeah, um it's a lot of fun. We make a lot of jokes and we have a lot of fun uh interacting and stuff like that. So I'd I'd highly recommend it. Plus there's a lot of other good stuff on on the Strangers Fiction Pod. You know, they, yeah. they do a lot of really good uh random like uh special tabletop games more than just like rent more than just like, you know, Pathfinder or, or, uh, or, uh, D D or anything like that. Like it's, it's more, I wouldn't say indie, but kind of some of them are indie and some of them are like more, 
just more like, you know, lesser known. Yeah. And if I recall correctly, there was a special episode, I believe, that was a certain group of individuals <laughs> that were there. And I remember being a snowplow. So, so yeah, yeah, if you folks can find that, that was fun. <laughs> so, yeah, that's awesome. So, Kendall, how about you? So, as always, everything I do is at KendallCast.Ninja. Um, I recently uh, started reading the uh, the book on podcasting uh, <laughs> by the McElroys. Oh, and okay. in, like, the first chapter, they tell you that you should not start a podcast where you and your friends just talk about movies. So, <laughs> I've got this podcast. It's called the KendallCast Movie Roundtable, where <laughs> me and three of my best friends each month... Uh, we pick out a movie to watch and we review it. So um, if you want to prove the McElroys wrong, then you should listen to the Kendall cast movie Roundtable. We just posted our episode on uh, minority report um, in which, uh, oh. in which for some reason my co-hosts think that because Tom Cruise drinks rancid milk, that makes it a cyberpunk movie. I, I, <laughs> I kind of lost the train of thought there, but, uh, but listen, but listen to the episode and uh, you know, we watched Minority Report. I think we're the only people in the last 20 years to have watched it, but uh, <laughs> but you can watch it too. And then you watch the movie, and then you did. Or if or if you like, just like look through our old episodes. You can find a movie that you like, and then we can tell you why you're wrong. Um, or or you can you know find a movie, or you can go through and you can you know have it as a list of movies to watch. You know, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, we're gonna watch Hacksaw Ridge this month, so you know we'll see how that goes. But um, yeah. Cool. I have lots of other podcasts too, but now I talked about that one. Yeah. So, oh, where can we find you online? Oh, at K Hallman, K H L M A N, and KendallCast.Ninja. And Jordan, where can we find you online? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Dorimingo, the D O R I underscore M I N G U. Awesome. And of course, you can find this podcast on the Audio Entropy Network, AudioEntropy.com. Uh, also available on pretty much any podcaster we're even on like iHeartRadio, so i have no idea how we got there but hey <laughs> um you can find me on twitter at the real gonmon g-o-n-m-u-n and yes the real is all spelled out like that as you would expect so yes i'm on there you can also find warren beast on facebook if you search for warren beast podcast we've got a facebook group on there if you want to join that uh, Kendall likes to post stuff on there even while we're recording episodes. <laughs> yes, I noticed. <laughs> but yes, so it's been another week, another episode down. Hope you folks enjoyed it. Follow along. We're going to be getting through the rest of these, and it'll be interesting to see where folks think this is going to go. But yes, for this week, I have been Greg. I've been Jordan. And I'm Kendall. Well, all are one, folks. We'll see you next time. Aha. Yay.